There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. Want entertainment? Buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. Want investment in trading concepts explained? Look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders. And certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com. Good morning, everyone. We're talking about news and investing and what to expect and what to use as far as news goes. In an earlier radio broadcast, I talked about the importance of information and how the professional side spends a considerable amount of money buying and investing in quality information. However, on the retail side, very few people spend any money at all on acquiring information. They expect information about investing and trading to come to them for free. And the value of information in the stock market or any of the financial markets is truly based on how much it costs you. The less it costs you, the less valuable or useful that information truly is. The institutions spend a considerable amount of money finding out how companies are performing. They have analysts go out and visit the company, talk to the CEO, talk to the CFO, and make a judgment call on what is going on with the company by being able to do what I call a walk around and really study what the company is doing and how it's performing, looking at the employees, seeing how the officers are performing and the new products, what's going on, how they're marketing and so on. They can really judge the growth of a company and whether it's being well managed or not especially the giant funds who have an army of people on staff to do this kind of analysis and fundamental research. You do not have that asset at hand. You can't go to every company that you're going to invest in and sit down with the CEO. First of all, they wouldn't give you the time of day because you're not a big investor. Companies like everyone else cater to their most important clients and customers, and shareholders are the most important clients of a publicly traded company. Make no mistake, the companies that are publicly traded are more concerned with making their shareholders happy than they are their own customers. Their first number one priority clients are the shareholders, and they want to do everything in their power to acquire more shareholders and to keep building their stock value up and up. The value of their stock is critically important to the success of the company, and they go all overboard to make sure that they have the best posture in front of the giant institutions that they possibly can. But they also do not lie, because if they do not come in meeting their expectations or exceeding their expectations for what's going to happen quarter to quarter, the institutions will slam their stock down. So it's very important to understand that information, the less money you spend on it, the least value it has. So if everything you do in investing or trading is free, if you don't spend any time or money, in particular, any kind of money on it, if you expect everything to come to you for free, then the information you're getting is not worth much at all. Most of the time, the information that you receive via the internet or in the news broadcasts is old information that has already been factored into the stock price. 
There's an old saying that the stock price or the stock chart discloses the true value of the stock, that whatever that price is, is what the investors feel it should be at that given time. That's relevant to who understands what information when. Different levels of market participants. There are nine market participants now. There used to be, when Dow wrote his theory, three. The big banks, the average investors, and the uninformed is what he called them. Now there are nine levels because of the internet, because of online stockbrokers, because of high-frequency traders, dark pools, and so on. There are nine distinct market participant groups. Each group gets their information at a different time. Each pays a different amount for that information. And that information is extremely valuable when it is a very high-priced information that comes directly from the company or directly from reliable sources to the institutions. So the institutions know more than you, not because they have insider information, but because they are willing to pay for information to get the best and most current information, while most average investors and retail traders feel that the information should come to them for free. So the information you get for free is basically worthless. That's going to be a real hard pill for most of you to swallow because you want to believe that the stock market and everybody that works in the stock market is there just for you. Everybody is there to try to help you become wealthy, and that's just not true. They're there to make their company grow, and most of the businesses that are in the stock market are that are market makers or investment banks, big institutions. They're all mostly publicly traded companies or very large companies that are also concerned about their investors who invested them on the private side. So they spend a lot of money on information, and they get the best information because they're willing to put the dollar down to get it. And that's something that is extremely hard for the retail side and small investors to accept. And that's something you need to accept if you get free information. It's not worth much if you pay for the information. If you work to get some of that information, then you will get a better rate of information. Anything that's out there on the internet that's free that you have access to that doesn't cost you anything is not worth much because it's old information, it's outdated information, or it's information that the institutions already know and have already dismissed and factored into whether they're going to buy more stock, or rotate out, or accumulate a little bit more, and so on. So they've already factored all of that in. By the time you get there and you see that information, it's already adjusted into the price. You may think, "Oh boy, that stock's going to go up. I'm going to buy that stock." And of course, then it plummets, and then you think the market's evil and awful and against you. And it's simply because you're using old information. So, just like anything, the more you have as far as information that's quality, the better off your stock purchase decisions are going to be. People don't make bad decisions deliberately; they make decisions based on the information that they have at hand. And the sad fact is that most investors and most retail traders do not have adequate information to make the right decisions. They make decisions based on inadequate information, outdated information, unreliable information. Myths, hypes, gurus' recommendations, and so on and so forth. Someone's recommending a stock; they're going to be selling it, and that's something you need to buckle down and accept. You need to know beforehand before things move. News comes to you on the television. It comes through the radio. It comes through the internet. It comes through financial market websites like Bloomberg's or Nasdaq or CNN, Money or CBS or CNBC. All kinds of different avenues of information. There is so much information out there that it's very easy to get information overload. 
and it's often extremely difficult to determine whether the information you're receiving is actually current, relevant, and reliable. A lot of information that you'll read, a lot of things that you read, articles, commentary, news events, news reports, and so on, is neither reliable, current, or relevant. And that is something that you need to understand. Just because a website says, oh, the investors are feeling this way, so the stock market is doing that, is not necessarily relevant or reliable or accurate. A lot of times, all they're trying to do is find something to pin the blame on for the direction the stock is taking. If the stock market's going up, then they're going to find something that's going on that would explain why stocks are going up. If the stocks are going down, they're going to look for something that they can explain away why the stocks are moving down. These reporters generally don't have a lot of information, don't have a lot of knowledge, and nobody is monitoring their information to make sure it's accurate. I find mistakes and inaccurate statements constantly in the news that is available on the website. There is all kinds of things from Twitter, and that's not necessarily reliable. Everybody believes everything that's printed that's posted, that's sent out via the internet as if this is hard and concrete facts rather than just a communication venue. There's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of opinions. You have to be careful to make sure that you are receiving facts and that those facts are relevant to what's going on in the stock market. A lot of times things that are stated as affecting the stock market are not relevant and they're not affecting the stock market. That's just somebody saying that they are and everybody believes it and everybody reacts that way. And that's very sad. What you need to remember in the stock market is that stocks and the stock market are the business of businesses. What's good for a business is good for the stock market and the stock market always moves ahead of the economy. If the economy is going to go into a contraction, then you're going to see it in stock charts first. You're going to see it in the stocks declining or correcting to a certain level. If the economy is going to grow and boom and prosper, you're going to see it in the stocks first. And that's a very hard thing to believe, but think about it. In 2000, March of 2009, we hit the absolute low of the bear market of 2008 to 2009. And the stocks started climbing out of their lows because they knew that the worst was over. No matter what they said about Europe or Greece or Spain or Italy or Germany or whatever, no matter what they said about the U.S. losing its AAA rating or the griping of the politics and so on and so forth, that had nothing to do with how the stock market reacted. The stock market continued to move up. It continually corrects and adjusts itself, and this is normal. Just because the news says this or that is causing stocks to go down doesn't necessarily mean anything at all. You have to remember that when you read or hear or see something that says investors felt this way today, so they did this with stocks, or investors believe that the federal quantitative easing program is going to harm stocks, so the stocks went down, you have to ask yourself, which investors? Which investors feel that way? Because there are nine distinct market participant groups. And they all have a different agenda. They all have a different reason for buying and trading stocks. Some of them are giant institutions that have a fiduciary responsibility and are buying big blue chip stocks or small cap stocks or whatever their charter requires. They're holding for the long term. Then you have the sell side, the market makers, brokers. You have Goldman Sachs. You have investment banks. You have all kinds of sell side institutions. Some of them are creating hedge funds so that they can sell those when the market corrects to smaller funds. Some of them are bundling different funds together to sell to very small funds. 
Some of them are creating ETFs or ETNs or ETPs. Some of them are creating derivatives off of other areas. There's all kinds of sell-side institutions, and the reasons that they buy stocks are for a variety of reasons. A lot of times, they're buying them to put them into trusts to create trading instruments such as ETFs. And when they do that, that takes the stock off of the market as far as being able to be tradable because it's in a trust. When a mutual fund buys stocks and holds them for the long term, they're set aside in the fund. So they're set aside. They're in a long-term account, and they're sitting there. They're not actively being traded every day. They're being held for the long term in both of those situations. So if the market is selling down because all investors feel the market is going to collapse, and these guys aren't selling, what does that say about the news? It tells you that the news is not reliable and it's not giving you accurate information. News is only relevant if you understand what it's saying, whether it's reliable, whether it's relevant and accurate, whether the information in it is true. Or whether it's an opinion, most of the information that you're going to hear on the news is simply someone's opinion. Like I said, if some article or report or newscaster says investors did this or whatever, you have to say which investors. You have nine distinct market participant groups, and each one is buying and selling for very, very different reasons. Some are holding for the long term, some are trading short term, some are speculating, some are buying for trusts, some are buying for charters, some are investing other people's money, some people are buying for their own portfolios. They're all very distinctly different. They don't all know the same information at the same time. This is because, as I mentioned earlier in this radio show, that the institutions go out and get information from the companies well in advance before any of it is reported. This is legal, and this is how they do it. If you could afford to do it, you would be making better decisions. Also, the only way that you will know where the big institutions are deciding to place their money is if you learn to read stock charts and follow along. And some of you say, "Well, I've read about candlesticks, and I've read about technical." Analysis. I know everything there is to know about it. This is boring. I already know the stuff, and it doesn't work. Or I'm already doing it. The fact is, is that the market has changed more in the past 10 years than it had in the past 100 years. And what you see in the candlestick books is not relevant necessarily to what's going on in candlesticks on the charts right now. You have to learn the new candlestick formation patterns, and you have to understand the new technical patterns that are forming. I did a couple of articles that talked about the new technical patterns as far as topping patterns and why these patterns are very different than what you read in technical books. Head and shoulder patterns are very Common to people who study technical analysis, they're in all the older books. They've been written about for many decades, and they no longer form as they once did. There's major deviations in those patterns. A lot of times, the right shoulder just doesn't form at all; it just simply collapses. A lot of times, the heads are not as severe as they used to be. Sometimes it looks like a head and shoulders pattern, and it isn't one at all because it doesn't follow the rules of the head and shoulders pattern in the technical analysis books. There's very strict, rigid rules that were written down and established that created the head and shoulders, and so you make mistakes and you lose money because you're not really focused and you're not really checking and studying carefully to understand what those technical patterns truly are. Technical analysis is the study of the graphical form of what's going on in the stock market. It reveals which market participants are doing what, what information they know, why they're doing it in some instances, because we know a lot about the different market participant groups. With news and information, 
You have to be extraordinarily careful if you're trying to trade or invest based simply on things that you hear or read rather than studying the technical patterns because you will find that the technical patterns absolutely go in opposition a lot of times to what's said on the news or the information that you have available on the internet. You have to be extraordinarily careful with what you read on the internet because no one is monitoring it. The internet is the wild, wild west. Anybody can post anything, say anything, write anything, do anything they want without any substantive empirical evidence. As a psychotherist, one of the things that we have to have as theorists to prove things is empirical evidence. There has to be undeniable evidence to prove any theory. And a lot of times what you'll find on the internet is not proven, is not even tested or evaluated properly, and so the information is not worth anything. You have to be very careful. It's so easy to want to believe everything you read, and yet this is exactly why so many investors and retail traders lose money in the stock market rather than being like their counterparts. The professional side is always making money because they're taking the time to get the right information, to check and verify the information, make sure it's accurate, and they're not believing anybody who simply posts whatever they darn well want. You have to be careful. You can't assume that just because somebody writes an article that that person knows what he's talking about or she knows what she's talking about. And that's the problem, is that investors and retail traders often just see something or read something and assume it's true. I was at a trade show not that long ago, and I heard somebody talking about how the market makers are always attacking the day traders and trying to rip off the retail traders. And it brought me back to a story I used to know a market maker. He was a mentor to me, and he was an amazing person. And I really, truly enjoyed listening to all of his stories and everything that he could tell me about the markets, past, present, and what he was expecting for the future. He passed a few years ago, and I'm very sorry to not have him as a mentor for me anymore, but he gave me an invaluable information. And when I sat down at lunch one time and talked to him, I said, you know, I do teach retail traders. I try to help the retail traders learn more about the stock market. And he kind of nodded and kind of smiled with that smile that I get so often that, yeah, sure, um, retail traders, they really don't want to learn. And that's a very hard thing to do because they just want to get rich quick. He didn't say that, but I could see it in his eyes as I so often do. And I said, well, they believe this, Mike. They think that the market makers are out to get them, that they deliberately take out their stop losses, that they deliberately take them out of their trades at a loss. And he got this big, huge smile on his face and he chuckled. And he said, well, that's the problem. He says, the retail traders view themselves as a very big part of the market. He says, I'm not going to be wasting my time with a 100 share lot or a 1,000 share lot and trying to find if somebody's out there that's put a stop loss in and go around and take them out. He says, I have far bigger opportunities out there and I'm trying to make a market. My job, my role is to make a market. In other words, if an order cannot be filled because you wish to buy stock and no one is offering stock for sale, he will sell it to you. And he has to do so in the national best bid offer framework. He can't just arbitrarily put a price take on it. He has to do so within the framework of the rules and regulations guiding the national best bid offer situation. And if you want to sell your stock and nobody wants to buy it, he would step in and purchase your stock. Oftentimes, market makers are in a losing position when they make a market and they make their money back later on because they're continually trading intraday on a short-term trend and they can do so very well by pulling a few pennies here and a few pennies there for profits. They do not chase retail traders. 
you are basically invisible. And the other reality is that you have to face that no one talks to you about is this. Many brokers that are very low cost or that are very, very cheap brokers for or the retail side go to the sell side and they buy stock and they hold it in their inventory. And then when you put your order up there, they sell or buy your stock and give you out of inventory that stock or they purchase your stock and put it in their inventory. Your order never reaches the exchanges. And you have to be careful about this with the really low cost brokers because they do this a lot. SEC was rather surprised at how high a number of the low cost brokers do this. So be very careful with what you're going on. This is information that you don't hear. No one wants you to hear it. They want you to believe that your shares always go to the market. But if you're using a very low cost broker, that may not be so. So always go with quality and don't pinch pennies and throw away dollars. Information is important. You need to have the right information and the right access to what's going to be important for that company and that stock in the near term future or for the long term. Simply getting information off the internet is not enough. You have to understand what's going on behind the scenes. How are the institutions feeling about that stock or that company or that industry or sector? What's going on with it? Is it expected to grow? How are they investing? Are there sell-side institutions building trusts? Are there mutual fund institutions buying for the long term and putting it in their charters? Why are they buying that stock? What percentage of institutions hold that stock? And what does that mean in relation to the market cap for that stock? These are the things you need to pay attention to. Just because somebody got a big order doesn't mean that the institutions are very interested in that company. And you need to understand who's buying the stock. Why are they buying it? Because the small lots do not have the capital behind them. And at some point, if they stop buying, that stock can crash. Or oftentimes what happens, the stocks are moving up. But as they're moving up, the giant institutions are selling out carefully so as not to disturb price. So small lot investors and retail traders buy the stocks thinking the stock is going to go up forever. They're rotating out. That's what happened with Apple. Apple was going up because smaller lots, small investors, retail traders were buying it thinking it was going to go to $1,000. Meanwhile, the institutions were rotating quietly out of it because they knew that it was the end of its product cycle and it was going to collapse and it collapsed hugely. But you don't want to take that kind of massive loss. You don't need to. What you need to do is understand what information is important. Institutional holdings, whether it's sell side or buy side, how much do they hold? Are they accumulating or are they distributing? What does their stock chart look like? How far has it gone? Has it doubled and tripled? Is it at a new top? Is it at a yearly high resistance? Is it forming a bottom? What's going on with it? You need to understand these things rather than just watch TV, listen to some famous guru and think that that person is there to help you. They're not. They're there to sell advertising. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Most of the retail side, whether you're a long-term investor or a position trader or a short-term trader, all want to believe that whatever you see in here is just for you. It's to sell something. Again, information in the stock market or any financial market is very expensive if it's worth anything at all. Anything that you can get for free has no value. Sure, stocks may climb up for a little while, but then they'll collapse. And you don't want to be in those stocks losing money. You have to be extremely careful and understand what you're doing. So as you look at news or read articles on the internet, make sure that you say to yourself, is this an opinion or are there facts here? Are the facts accurate? 
How can I determine whether the facts are accurate? What do I not know? Who is investing in the stock? Who is not investing in the stock? Which of the market participant groups are active in the stock and which are not? This tells you a lot about what price will do next and whether you can buy the stock as a long-term investment or maybe short-term trade it. It's okay to short-term trade with the retail crowd, but you have to be aware that at any point, their buying power can suddenly evaporate and the stock will collapse. In order for a stock to move up, there has to be more and more and more people wanting to buy it. A stock can fall, however, simply because nobody's buying it. And that's one of the big, huge differences between the buy side and sell side of the market, and you need to understand this. What you read in the news every day is so unreliable, irrelevant, and inaccurate that you really need to be careful following it and using it for investing or trading decisions. It's there, but it's just a lot of gossip, a lot of opinions, and a lot of explanations with no substantial empirical evidence to prove that it has anything to do with why stocks are moving one way or another. A lot of people hesitate and hesitate, and they wait, and they postpone, and they're not sure. The fact is, is the market moves up long before the economy is booming, and you need to really think about where you are financially. There is nothing that will give you more confidence and more sense of self-worth than being financially secure. There is nothing like knowing that you can take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones, no matter what happens, illness, injury, losing a job, having to move, catastrophic event, a hurricane, whatever. If you have financial security, no matter what happens in your life, you can take care of yourself and your loved ones. And that's an amazing feeling that most people do not have. Most people spend most of their lives worrying constantly about money. The difference between the wealthy and the average person is that the wealthy never worry about money. They use it to their advantage, and you need to use it also. You need to learn how to invest properly. You need to learn how to invest with the giant institutions rather than constantly buying as they're rotating out. You need to learn perhaps to short-term trade. There's position trading or swing trading. And all of these things can give you a huge advantage as far as a monthly income or more income to invest in other areas. Remember that... The market is about supply and demand. It's also about information. The more valuable the information, the higher it costs. Information that has no value at all is free. And so if all your information you receive is free, then it's not worth much at all. Visit our website. My goal is in our retirement is for me to help you become more successful. So if you decide that you like my training, then you can consider one of our courses. Once you get involved in our courses, then you will see there's a whole new world out there that you never even possibly imagined existed, and you will begin to look at the stock market and investing and trading in a completely different way than you've ever had before. Be very careful just using internet articles and news websites because the information is not there to inform you. It's there to create emotion to sell advertising. I'm Martha Stokes. Until next week, invest and trade with knowledge. There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. Want entertainment? Buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. Want investment and trading concepts explained? Look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders. 
And certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com.